I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yo. Yo, all right. This is uh, Toxic and Problematic. My name's Slimfast. Yeah. Lazo's there. Um, normally, we'd have a producer here as well, but he's, right. uh, he's not here today. And this is just a weekly podcast that we do. Why do we do it? You remember? I why think we for do money. It? I think it's for We're money. We're trying to make money. We're trying, We're trying to make extra yeah. money. Yeah. It's, so buy that Mitra Dash Nine. Yes, please. Mitra Dash Nine dot com. Promo code problematic. Yeah. Do you have one of those go packs you can hold up there? Show it to the camera. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that we had like a yeah like an agent. Yeah. Not our agent, but someone else has said, hey, you should probably do a podcast. And it'll be mutually beneficial because you can tell your company, hey, I'll, we'll do this other podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll give basically another show a week. And then on top of that, it's beneficial for you because it can be your thing. Right. You can do something different. So we're like, great. Yeah. Love it. Sounds perfect. There Can't wait. And everyone's on board. And then you sign the contract. And like, all right, it worked, man. We yep. got it. And then it was like, Now we're here on Saturday. Yeah, what do we do? We're here on Saturday? And, right. And uh, go to lazo.church. You can buy merch there. Yeah. And there'll be a link to a Venmo if you're just like, these guys could use the cash. Yeah. And all that stuff is all right uh, on the podcast, right? And if they, I think if you type, if you're on our Twitch, uh, if you happen to be watching this as we record it, uh, twitch.tv slash Church of Laszlo, I think you do exclamation point Kratom. I believe if you type yes. that in there, it'll get you, and then use that promo code problematic. And it's M I T R A dash nine dot com. There you go. That's it. Lazo's in love with the Go Packs. It'll get you high. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the right way to do it for everyone who's like, I've always wanted to try it. That's probably the right I'm way. Selling kratom at my gas station now. Are they? That's the first place I ever bought it. Was at a, a no, but now it's store. like the big bottles. Of the pills, like not just a oh, little package. Oh, selling like, like the, the capsules, like the stuff you buy at head shops now. Yeah, the guy's got a little rack of like ten different kinds. Well, maybe like five different kinds, big bottles and small bottles. Is that like a BP or Seven Eleven or something like that? It's a shell. Okay. Yeah, and, and I was like, "How much are these?" He's like, "Eh, nineteen ninety nine for the little bottle." He's like, "I think I paid." 30 for the big bottle, and he had it listed for 40. He's like, I'll sell it to you for 35. Right, so you can bargain or haggle. I like that a lot. Yeah. You're not a fan of haggling, right? You'd rather? No, I'd rather yeah. not. But yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think he was like, I'll sell it to you because I go in there every day. Yeah. It's my gas day. Like, smokes, Do, something to drink, it's mine. Is it one of the stations that also sells, like, uh, you know, smoke, a, a limited amount, but no, some smoking that's crazy. accessories? They nothing. don't have any type of. Nothing. That's what made it. It's a shell. There's nothing pipes. there. Yeah. It's a, you know, a rate you walk in, there's no boo. I mean, I don't think there's booze. There's no booze. He doesn't even sell not. booze in there. Yeah. Well, my the other gas station sells beer. Beer, yeah. This place doesn't sell beer or anything, but okay. somebody came in and sold them that Kratom. Yeah. There was a time, there's a, a shell by my house, and they sell a few like pipes, you know, just various little things like that. That little smoke, a little miniature head shop uh, cabinet down there. And he's got a few things, but no Kratom. Although, it used to be that was like if I were traveling, that's what I'd have to do was just check gas stations and hope that they had Kratom or go on Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever and just type right. in Kratom, search for a place nearby. I mean, I think I've told you this, but uh, we were going to Arkansas one time, my girlfriend and I, for like a weekend yeah. getaway. And we hadn't even thought about this, but on the way there, there's a big billboard and we're getting close to the border. And it okay. says... Kratom is illegal in Arkansas. Oh, it is? Yeah. Is it still? You're like, oh, I think so. I think it's just illegal in a couple states. They illegal. They outlawed it early, 
because of uh, because gas stations were selling it in like little uh, bottles and not knowing. I think the people even selling it didn't know that it wasn't for kids. So kids would buy it like it's a little energy shot or whatever. And the people right. selling it were like, I don't know what it is. And so there was no like age restrictions or anything. So the states were like, yeah, no. So luckily, though, the Kratom lobby got set up and made sure that that didn't happen other places and that people were. But on the way there, you get this billboard that says, hey, you know, it's illegal there. And then the next billboard you see is this is your last chance to buy it Ooh. here. And I looked over and I was like, hey, we probably if we're going to be here for the weekend, we were we might some. need to get some because we were kind of planning on just getting more while we're down here. So you see, I mean, Lazo, it's a big billboard off a major interstate. And it says exit here. You know, it gives you the exit number. So we got off. And then you're following these signs. They've put up signs that say here, here. It's not not like yard sale signs. These are professional metal signs that say Kratom this way. Take a right if you're looking for Kratom. You go down this frontage road. And when you get down to the end of this frontage road, you see... Just like, you know, anywhere out in the country, there's a, a fairly big house and it's set way back from the road and it's okay. got a really long driveway, right? Yeah. And the frontage road, you know, runs up past the driveway. But at the end of their driveway is like, you can tell they've recently turned their driveway into a little miniature parking lot that maybe holds eight to 10 cars, something like okay. that. They've widened the driveway there. And there's a little, like a shed. It looks like a really nice shed. That's almost like a miniature version of the of the house, almost like a big dollhouse. But it's just a shed that they put right next to the street, and you can tell it's newer than the house. So that's it. You're like, is this the place? You know. And okay. then there's a sign. The guy just selling out so, of his backyard. Well, you go into this little house, and it was a husband and wife, and uh, they've got like kids playing in the room. They've got toys set up for the kids. It's like a, a play area for the kids, and you go into this back room. And they've got a, a counter there, and this person, you know, I'm like, is this the place we're coming? Like, am I getting arrested? What is happening right, here? Sure. And they, they're like, no, 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 this is it. And they pull out, um, like, briefcases, you know, like attache cases, the metal ones with the clips, you know. Okay. And they pop them open. And honest to God, all the Kratom is in black bags that's been pre-weighed, and they put tape on them and marked, you know, how much it is. It's it's two ounces. It's eight ounces. It's whatever. And they'll weigh it for you. They have a digital scale there, there and they'll weigh it for you so that you know Hey, we're not getting? ripping you off. And then they sell it to you like that, and then that's it. And I said, you know, I remember asking them questions like, so how long have you been doing this? They told us it had been like a year. I asked how business was. They said it was great. And, of course, all they did, he said, he's like, the big thing, my wife didn't trust me, was to put up this billboard because it cost us a goddamn bet, right? fortune. It's a huge billboard. It's right across from this Walmart Supercenter. He's like, you know, we had to put up that billboard for a month, and that cost us however many thousands of dollars. And we had to get it designed and everything, so that's part of it. Well, you've put up a billboard before, Lazlo, sure. so you know uh, something about that. you got to pay someone to design it, I assume, and then someone to actually put it up there, and right. then you pay the billboard company to Monthly. lease the space. Yeah, Monthly. So he's like, we put it's it up. It's not that I'm not paying attention to you. I'm just sending out a tweet to no, no. join us on Twitch. Yeah, so. absolutely. Right. I can do both, I think. But uh, he said, uh, you know, it, it paid for itself in that first month. My wife believed me. And after that, she said, go ahead and get the other signs. I put up a second billboard that said, turn here. You know, this is it. We put one. Before it, that said, like, hey, your last chance is coming up. It's illegal in Arkansas. And, I mean, that's all they're doing is selling to people who are driving into Arkansas. Like, okay, this is your last place to buy it. But I thought, man, that was one of the first times when I really thought, I know people had brought it up to us before. We're like, man, we missed out on the Kratom thing. Because you could have made a lot of money. When we first started talking about it, I mean, we were, I hate to be all hipster no, you about were. it. We were that pretty was, I mean, early. You were early on a Drug addiction. Right. That's not something, I guess, to be proud of. But we were really early. I, I, and it wasn't even me. It was a uh, a friend of mine who brought it to my attention. And I I poo-pooed it. I think I've told you that story. But you remember I used to do that uh, hip-hop show with Mac. And he asked me about it. This was years and years and years ago. And he was like, have you ever heard of this stuff, Kratom or Kratom? Oh, I was yeah. like, no, what is it? And then he starts explaining, it's legal. It's just a plant. And I was like, I'm done. Enough. You know, I don't need to hear Fine. this. I remember no, when you had interested. it, I was like, I'm not taking that. So I didn't try it for, that was like three years or four years before I ever tried it. Then I finally tried it when a friend of mine yeah, gave me the some. Crackhead. Yeah, he sold it at his liquor store. And he's like, just take some. He's like, I got repeat customers. Just try it. So I immediately liked it. And then I started telling you. And you were like, I'm not interested. Just no. like me. And I don't blame you. You're like, it's an herbal supplement. Yeah. What? It's just a I'm leaf. Doing, I don't care. I'm not sitting here doing St. John's Wart with you. Right. Good. If it's a plant and it's legal, it's not... Right. It's not doing anything. So I think the first way I got it for you were those little shop bottles. And those were good. And I remember giving it to you. You had people in your office, and I was in a production studio doing stuff. This was before we went on the air, and you had like meetings with people. And you came back out an hour later, and you said, what were those? Right, And you yeah. said, and can you get me more of them? Yep. And I said, yeah. They were great. So you said, I'll give you my credit card. And we ordered more. And that was like, we would travel. We'd go to... Uh, 
South by Southwest Concerts, or whatever. We wherever, bring never Greenwich. left. Yeah, we made we sure we We went to the Rainbow bus. Room. If you watch the Motley yeah. Crue uh, documentary, a lot of it takes place in the Rainbow Room. And there's an actual documentary about the Rainbow Room. Yeah. Uh, and when we go to L.A., I like to hang out at the Rainbow Room. I know you And do. we went to dinner there with a bunch of people, if you remember correctly. And uh, I remember, unfortunately. We just put, I mean, everybody there was just... All talking to Slim because he was the Kratom guy. They were yeah. like, all right, give it to me. I'll try it. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, there was drugs everywhere on that table and booze. Like drugs people have heard of. Right. Yeah. And, and then they're like, what do you got? And he's like, Kratom. like, what is this? Get, all right, give it to me. And Slim was making everybody Kratom shots. I'd, and made, they my own. I'd made my own shots before right. we left in those little five-hour energy bottles that I packaged before I fly. And when, the problem was I'd been drinking Kratom all day. And uh, hadn't eaten anything. And then, like, well, you know, if it's safe, try it. I don't remember which person it was. It was like, you know, show me. Show me. And I'm right. like, it's totally fine. I took it. I was like, I really don't need more right now, though. I need to eat. Right. And I ended up barfing at the restaurant. I had to run inside the restaurant right. and uh, and throw up. And I came back out, and I think it was Burko. That Burko was like, did it. He hey, was like, I love there. it. That's, uh, that's cool now. You can say <laughs> right. that you're throwing up here. And I was like, yeah, is this a pretty famous place? You know, he's like, yeah. He's like, you know who all's been here? And of yeah. course, after that, I noticed, after that trip, it seems like at least a couple times a year I'm watching a movie and someone's eating. Well, no, it's just that, that you notice exactly. it. Exactly. I notice right. it now all the time. And before I just, you know. We didn't notice didn't what it was. much of it. Yeah. Because the Viper Room, right? Was it the Viper yeah, Room next door? No, that's the whiskey. Oh, the whiskey is what I'm thinking of. Right. Okay. The whiskey is next door, which right. is where we were headed to see a show, I think. Yes. I don't remember who we were seeing that trip. We've seen a couple of bands there. It might have been Kitten or... I think... We were. I was trying to get Kitten signed, which I think they got signed was that, that, that night. Trip? Right, because okay. wasn't Don from Sony there with us? Yes, that yeah, was the, that, that was, was that, that night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there were quite a few people there. Yeah, it was a good time. Which reminds mm. me of something that we were talking about earlier this week because we had the big. Uh, well, I do remember just real quick in yeah. that conversation we were sitting. There's other band managers and stuff, and people you know that we get along with, and record people and A and R people. And uh, can you tell people what A and R people well, are? That's an artist and repertoire. Basically, they sign the band and then they help the band make the record. So, you know, it used to be that they don't really do that anymore. But it used to be the guy that you would see, you know, uh, dressed nice at the shitty bar, listening to bands and walking up like, "Hey, kid, yeah, you want to get rich? I'm about to." It's not really like that anymore. But that's it. And wasn't Paul Rudd an A and R guy in one of those movies, Knocked Up? Or yeah, one of those? this is forty. This is forty. I think he was okay. an A and R guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, and then there. he owned his own record label, I think. But yeah, anyway, uh, we were sitting there and we were talking, and that was after you puked. I was like, "Oh man, you got to puke in here like everybody else." And I was like, "Which one of you guys uh, got a blowjob in here under the table like Motley Crue?" And the one guy looked at me and goes, "Man, I'm just as young enough that I missed the blowjobs of Motley Crue, but I have had a pretty good piece of salmon here." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, yeah, rock and roll different. has changed, yeah, right?" A little. Different. And if you're a Motorhead fan, that the corner. Oh, yeah. The last seat, even that night when we were sits. there, that's where Lemmy sat, and it's safe for him. His touch And screen. he just sat there and got drunk and played a touchscreen, and he, even then, he was there that night when we were there. Nobody bothered him. Yeah. You can kind of walk by and be like, hey, man, but I don't even think you're supposed to say, like, hey, Lemmy. Yeah. I think you're just supposed to be like, you can say hi, but that's it. Yeah. But that was his seat. Do you remember our, our old boss's story about Lemmy? That's one of my favorites about the stage announcement. Did he tell you that one? Mm-mm. So he said that uh, they were doing a show with Motorhead, and he went backstage as he does. And he'd done, he said at this point, dozens of shows right. with Motorhead. And he went backstage before the show, and he said, hey, you know, um, I want to introduce you to uh, my afternoon guy or whoever it was. He's going to be doing your uh, introduction on stage tonight. And he said that Lemmy looked at him and was like, Lemmy never does a fucking stage announcement. I've never once. And he goes right. through this whole thing about I've never done it, I never will. And our boss goes, uh, um, we've done a lot of shows with you, and uh, every single time you've let us do a stage announcement, he goes, all right, we'll make it quick then. And that, that was that. <laughs> I love it. That was it. And I, I was love like, it. okay, that's a pretty good one. No. Um, but partying at, uh, you know, well, anywhere, I guess, but our story that you're talking about there on L.A. reminded me of what was going on this last week with uh, our friend Nick Wright from right. Fox Sports, who was in town because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, so sure. he decided to come to Kansas City to broadcast, which still boggles my mind. I had a lot of people asking me, you know, is it normal for a sports person to uh, show their their fandom no. that much? And I was like, no, not no. Like, like not at all. Like it's usually discouraged. You I know? guess you know uh, the only thing I can think do. is you know Skip loves the Cowboys. 
I feel like, and there's a Patriots yeah, but fan he's in not, there, He doesn't right? seem to be as as huge as Nick is a Chiefs right. fan. I've never seen one who does it like that. And then, to But say, it may be a little bit different because, you know, maybe he would be even more boisterous about it if the Cowboys were great. Yeah, yeah, right? that's like, true. I mean, like, it does oh, work in the Knicks narrative, the fact that, you know, the Chiefs are always playing and they're winning, right? So you get to talk about it more. Yeah, because... Like, when, if I was on TV doing sports and, like, I'm a Lions fan, you may be like, yeah, that guy's a Lions fan, but... Like, eventually you stop talking. They're they're not fucking there anymore. Right, you can't talk about it every day. And when Nick started on national TV, I do remember when we would watch his show, it was like the Cowboys, uh, the Packers, uh, the Patriots, and maybe like one other team. And we we realized these are the teams that they talk about. Whether they're doing good or bad, they just have such huge market share. That's what it is. But Nick was always talking about the Chiefs. But now, of course, that they're bigger, and he got – he convinced – I assume it was his idea to convince his – his station, his show, to say, hey, let's fly to Kansas City and do the show from the parade, a logistical yeah, nightmare, a, kind of. Right, you but know? also really smart on their part. Like, hey, you've allowed them to do this. Yeah. You've allowed them to be this Chiefs guy, and maybe they know or they don't know going in. I'm guessing they probably don't. They're like, if we can get shots of Chiefs players and fans like being cool to Nick, then it just makes it bigger. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what I – when I saw the, the videos of him – Hugging and laughing, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes and all that, I thought, well, that's got to be good. You know, at the end of the day, that gives them more credibility. People realize, yeah, you know, okay, these right. guys do they're, – they're aware of the show. Yeah. They watch the show. But that night – so after the parade, um, Nick texted – he group texted us and said, hey, you know, come out to uh, – I don't remember exactly how he worded it. But it was like, hey, jokers, no excuses. Yeah. Put on some cool clothes and come out to this bar tonight. And you re- responded pretty quickly and said, look, you know, I got the boys tonight, but have fun. Yep. And uh, I just, you know, jokingly said, like, I don't have anything nice to wear. And then that was that. And we didn't go. And then earlier this morning, Nick was actually sending us pictures like, this is what you guys missed out on. Because right. you just couldn't be bothered, like, as if that was the reason. Right. But we were talking about it earlier this week when I said, you know, I did have a little bit of fear of missing out when I decided not to do that. That maybe partially the reason I'm able to sleep that night is because I have been so fortunate to be able to do sure. so many cool things of because of this job. And I was thinking, you know, that was this week was obviously Nick's big moment because right. Patrick Mahomes is not just the quarterback from his favorite team. He's also a huge celebrity and the most talked about quarterback in the NFL right, right now. So that's huge for Nick. Also, Kelsey, the most talked about tight end. He's a celebrity. Right. He's on right. He's going to be hosting SNL. For him to get to hang out with these guys, that was absolutely, as you kept right, that's it, his moment. his moment. His right. moment. So I was thinking, as I was driving in here today, and we were still kind of texting him, he was talking about you know this week and how he missed that. I was thinking, what were our moments? What were what what were some of your moments? You mentioned L.A., but you know you've taken that same trip several times. I think times. for mine it was when um, Mumford and Sons invited me to go to oh, the Grammys, yeah. Yeah. and not only did they invite me, like they had me sit with them. Like I was sitting with A and R people and managers and record labels owners, and you know the band right in front of us when they won. Yeah. And I mean, for these people to jump up and cheer, it's like winning the Super Bowl for them, right? And they won record of the year. I was with them when they won it and then went to an after party afterwards where, you know, it was, you know, invite only and Marcus Mumford was making tacos and, you know, it was like the people that just kept coming in and coming in and coming in. Yeah, that's like the owner's box. It was uh, in this bar that they had just rented yeah. out. And, you know, oh, man, you're going to know the band, the band that was playing. And I'm going to I'm going to screw Have you told us before? Oh, man, it's like one of those folk bands. Hey, we played a song L- by them. Or? No, 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 no. It'll take me forever to think about it. I should have thought about this before we started talking about it. But The guy with the long hair and the girl with the almost as long hair. He's got long blonde hair. Is it that one? One, nope. one folk song? Okay. Oh. Hmm. Trying to think of those folks. Folk band. Maybe we played like one or two yeah. songs. Yeah. And I, maybe I'll think of it. Um, but yeah, he made good tacos. And there was all these people out and back. And like, you know, uh, I mean, everybody from Kimbra and the guitar player from Group Love and Godier and, you know, the, something. It's something and the. Oh, oh, and uh, the, head and the heart? No, like oh. a guy's name. Oh, oh. Maybe. Anyway. And the song was wildly popular, too. Um, but, you know, they were playing, and then people were jumping up on stage with them. And, you know, it was just, you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, head in the heart, no, you said no to mm-hmm. that. I'll keep looking here. You'll think of it. Yeah. Yes, that's make... it. Edward Sharp. Edward Sharp. Okay. Yeah, there okay. you go. Thank Home. you. Home. And the Magnetic Zeros. Good yeah. job, Twitch. That was a good album, actually. Yeah. I like that album. You know, they're playing and, you know. It like was... they were playing live. Yeah, for the like for the party, just yeah. for the party. And people yeah. were getting up and, you know, they were just doing different stuff. And you're just there. You're like, holy shit, man. Was that like wow. 10, 10 years ago? Must have been. Maybe a little less than Must have been. The guys that I was there with hanging out just sent me up, you know, showed up on one of their Facebook memories. Okay. And it was like, man, this comes up every year on my Facebook memories. How long ago was it? And the other guy wrote, 1971, my man. Right. So I don't really know how old it was, but, you know, that was one of those things for me. It was like, all right, you're here, man. Like, these guys fucking won. Right. right? And looking back, something specifically about that band that's kind of crazy is... And, and I've read this many times uh, now, but, uh, you know, when I started with you, when I met you, that was 2002. And then when you started kind of running the, the radio station, uh, the alt station, you know, flipped it to alt and started yeah. doing alternative. That's we're talking like 2003, somewhere around there. OK. And, uh, you know, you just come off the 90s, which obviously not a bad decade for right. alternative music and I've kind of defined it. And. Along comes mm. this new thing. Now, you had emo, which wasn't going to last forever. Right, and very niche. Like, you very had niche. to play it, but I just remembered thinking to myself, and I used to tell you this, because people wanted us to play it all the time. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, like, hey, this is really no different in theory than rap rock. Yeah. Now, I know it's different different people and different sounds, and I'm not comparing them musically. It's going to sound But in dated. theory, there's like seven or eight bands, and... It's going to be divisive as hell. Some people are going to love it, and the people who love it are just going to tell you how much they love it, and they're going to sell tickets to it. And right, it's going to be massive. Yeah. But when it's over, if you embraced it and only played that, you're fucking dead. Yep. And I just remember if I, I like you know when I interviewed to go work at the end in 99X in Atlanta and you know Live 105 in San Francisco, all these stations. That, you know, uh, when I first started were massive. Yeah. They had really bought into that Lincoln Park. You're like, I get it. You're, you know, you're getting ratings. Like, people love it. What the fuck? Easy money. But then all of a sudden, you're like, whoa. And everybody's like, you fucking suck. You played Limp Biscuit. I hated that band. And you're like, wait. But you didn't. You at just the time. came to all our concerts. <laughs> yeah. What happened? And then the stations fucking shut down. Yeah. Like, people just hated them. So I just remember we played it. But I was like, we are, that is cannot be our only thing. Well, yeah, remember we at the have time, to be different. At the time, too, there were stations that were saying grunge is done. Some stations right. were saying no more grunge. That's over. That's old hat. Forget yeah. it. And there were other people out there saying, hey, if we turn our back on grunge, that seems maybe a little slimy and like yeah. maybe not a great idea no. for the future because they're you know it kind of helped define <coughs> what alternative right. is and, and launch that format. I right. think you and I have argued in the past that maybe Jane's Addiction could be argued as the first alternative rock band. Right. You know, they're up there. Right. But certainly grunge helped sure. uh, launch all those radio stations in the 90s right. and, and the idea of alternative music. Uh, yeah, and it remember- just made sense to me. Then somebody else said, what about Garage Rock? And it just made sense to me. We played it. But when I just, I, if you remember, I'm like, we can't do it all the time. Like, yep. we just have to have different types of music play inside of there. Right. And what I was yeah. going to say was re- reading this stuff later and like watching Meet Me in the Bathroom, you see all the stuff about how we didn't know it in the 2000s, but we were living in another great time for alternative music. That yeah. it turns out we we just thought like, well, you know, here's the new stuff. And some people yeah, like this, some people going. like this. And that's just how it works and things will change. And I mean, it's all cyclical a bit. Sure. You know, Interpol sounds a lot like Joy Division. And- well, we're in that place now. Somebody just asked me, it was a, an alternative news radio newspaper, and they asked me, questions about programming, which I was like, why are you asking me? I'm not a fucking programmer. But I used to be, so I'll tell you, I don't think we're in any different place now. Like They're like, what about people playing Metallica and Miley Cyrus? And I'm like, we're in that same place where people were playing, you know, if you go back and look at it, you know, uh, Seether in Maroon 5. Yeah. Like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. We literally don't know. So you're busting people's balls. Some guy in the, who programs a radio station for playing Metallica on my side. He's just trying to fucking survive. Yep. Because the new music, it, there's not enough of it. Right. So he's like, well, this Miley Cyrus record, fucking everybody loves it. Yep. And it sounds like alternative music. I don't know what the fuck it is. Right. Right. So and like, I'll just play that. I don't know. 
And people that's what love I was it. There's s- like it's, you're just trying to survive. And that's what I was going to say, bringing it back to Mumford and Sons. Looking back now with hindsight, we can see that I think, and you could argue with me, but Mumford and Sons was the last uh, kind of new thing, and so that that they ushered us into this kind of folk rock phase that we had. We yeah. saw several bands. A couple bands really continued success with it, and then a sure. couple bands at least get a, a hit out of it right. and get to a tour for a little while. Well, no matter what the genre is, there's always a band that survives. Sure. Which is for always interesting one. to me for, for yeah. each one. Like, if you go back to rap rock, like, Linkin Park survived. They yep. did. They're they still did. fucking, I mean, that fucking guy died, yep. and they're still getting it's, interviewed and making new records. Yep. Like, they survived. They're the rap rock band that survived. Yeah. You know, and if you go to that, you know, folk, the Lumineers are still putting shit yep. out, right? Yep. Like. But they, I, you know, I was just gonna say that I you know I mean Fallout Boy's got a new record, right? Yes. I mean, there, yeah, there's just no matter what enough. that genre is, there's always one that survives. But do you think that that was? I mean, am I wrong? Am I missing out on something that happened after that? To me, looking back, Mumford and Sons was the end of this gluttony of alternative music well, we and had genres Animals that we had. And Alt J. We did locally, right? I mean, that was very big for right. our station and for us personally. Not we loved those though. bands, but I don't know that it had the success that a no, lot of these other things No, not until this had. last record for Glass and, Animals, uh, for They got sure. huge eventually, uh, deservedly right. so. Um, but yeah, I felt a, a little unfair. Like, they were kind of getting, you know, shafted a little bit because when we were playing, it seemed like, well, why isn't everybody playing it? You, right. You know, and, and it just, I don't know, we got to a point, obviously, where in our jobs, they said, hey, uh, we're going to change your job description. Just go on the air, uh, you know, talk about your dicks or whatever, right. and forget about the other stuff. And so we said, okay. But with that came, like, is it just that we're out of touch? And for a while, I really thought, well, maybe that's it. Because we're not getting all this new stuff sent in that we're listening to like we used to, you know, going through it from top to right. bottom, looking for something good. So I must just be missing those those diamonds in the rough. But I still, you know, I have my Spotify account, sure. and I still check that new release radar every week. And every week, it's showing me like, hey, this week, it's a ska version of Vampire Weekend's first album. Right. When you're telling me that that's the best new thing out there for me as someone who likes all types of rock I skipped and rock. that. I skipped to it. I'm like, about 10 seconds in, I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, ding, 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 and then a girl sings. Yep. And then I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. So like, I don't think then, we're missing know, it. I don't think it's no. there right now. And we also thought that COVID would be this big... Uh, push for for new music because especially bands right. maybe they didn't have the time to do it because they were busy and like hey now I can finally write that record or bands that were touring and and they could finish a record more quickly right maybe a little bit we did not see that we like I thought we all. would at no. all well in the very beginning we saw people posting videos like hey guys we're all locked up in the house here so we're just writing music what right. happened to you and where are we now and then there was this big thing like well music only gets popular on TikTok well. And it's older music half the time. Well, yeah, because the video went viral. Right. The song was sort of catchy in the background, so people go, "What is that song?" And they listen, and to that it. suddenly defined what a hit was. But does that should that be the tastemaker for for new things? You know what I mean? I don't, well, I think I there's don't a think difference so. between you know, and then look at the age, you know, and I, you know, I think there's some real thought that needs to go into it. Just because some song that was on TikTok you know get streamed on spotify 25 million times why is it being streamed on spotify 25 million times that's the thing like why yeah it's because they're seeing on tiktok and going over and liking it they sing on tiktok and they're interested in it so they stream it a couple times and then they show their friends a couple times like this is the song that's behind that are they making tiktoks with that fucking song yeah like that doesn't mean they like the song yep right like i don't i'm not a genius when it comes to that, but I, you know, if I were programming today, I'd be asking more questions, and, and I think coming back with less answers. Yeah, I read know? I read this whole thing about like uh, kind of the trajectory of alternative music from the '90s and then into the early 2000s, how Napster and all that changed a lot because the people who were really into those alt rock bands in the '90s, the, the college age kids, whatever, by the time Napster came along, those people were quick to figure out MP3s, downloading music, right. Napster, and and that changed the rock industry. But it also there were some bright sides to that, which was you got a little bit more indie rock. Some of these bands that might not get as much exposure at first, you know, so people were able to hear them. And something could kind of, in a sense, before we knew it, going viral was go viral. Right. But it, it was just talking about how basically somewhere around 2017, 2018, they've got, you know, professors of music stuff looking back and going, yeah, so we're in a, we're in kind of a, an in-between right now. Right. And then, of course, I love this. There's always people that say, well, do you think it will come back? Well, 
are you really asking that question? Right. Like, of course it will come back. What is you know, it? it? I maybe, don't know. I don't know. I mean, when we look at it, though, you know, the question is, what is that? Yeah. You know, and what, I, you know, I have kids now who, a teenager and, you know, uh, and one, uh, preteen who's going to be yeah. a teenager, and, I, you know, I see what they listen to, and, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know how that, what, what happens and will, with that. And then like I think... It? Because, you know, if you're in radio now, if you're looking at this, you're saying, okay, I don't know what these kids are listening to, right? And I don't think the record companies have any fucking idea what they're doing. Nope. So, fuck it. Let's just play older music. That's what's And, happening. like, I, whatever. We'll just, who cares about... 17 year olds yep. fuck them i don't care let them listen on tiktok who gives a shit yeah it's like they don't know how to figure them out either so they're just saying oh just i guess we'll just ignore them right like, okay, and they don't know. spend any money anyway so and right. like you're now at this point where you're like you know i think you used to cater to them yeah and now you're like fuck you right and by the way i think that i don't think that's bad for radio you know i don't think radio uh, the people in radio today i don't know that their job is to try to save radio for tomorrow that, no, that's right. right. I yeah. think their job is to, you know, m- make it, uh, you know, as good as it can be today. Right. And then see what happens there. My fear is, I don't know if this has ever been a fear of yours, but my fear is, like, okay, I like to think that if Nirvana came along when I was 40, 50, whatever, that I would still like it because it's the type of, you know, the type of music that I like, I would have been, I would have found it appealing and cool right. and, and whatever. And I think you probably think the same way. Um it wasn't like Nirvana had to come maybe. out. Maybe. You, you, you think maybe I not? don't know. Like, right. if that came it's out today, to I don't know. It's impossible right. to say. And it's impossible to imagine what it coming out today would mean anyway, because what else would have happened along the way? But the idea being, if another big, great alternative band came around, that you would be most likely intrigued. If it was truly a great band, not just something that, like you said, with emo or one of those rap rock things, right. not some fad, but something that was important, as right. you put it. Uh, so many times in the past, something that mattered, something that was going to stick. You like to think, hey, I would still like that if it came along. Sure. But right now I bitch about how there's not a lot of n- new music. And then I see young people who at least are a little more optimistic. They haven't given up as easily. Sure. And they're trying to listen to things. And so I say, OK, what are you listening to? Our friend George, uh, he's young. He's also in a band. So, um, you know, he he has a great taste in music. We, we like a lot of the same things. And I see the stuff that he's into. You know, I'll ask him, like, so, you know, what are you listening to? I don't dislike the stuff. I know what it is most of the right. time. I'm like, yeah, you know, I like that. And I try and listen to it a little bit more. And I find myself going, like, just needs a little more fucking edge to it or right. something. Right, well, that you know, is true. I kind of like it, but I wish. But then I think, am I just old? Am I the guy who's like, hey, man, it doesn't rock? You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what I'm becoming? Because I would like to think that if something cool and important came along, I would still enjoy it, and I'd be open. Yeah, I would think so, right? Right, but I I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We will find out. We'll you, find you agree out. with that, right? Yeah. I mean, There's people gonna are going to make big records. There's going to be know? something that gets huge that isn't just... And where you just... see it, where you're like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, this isn't a pop band. This is a rock and roll fucking band, and they're new, and they're, you know, they're streaming, they're fucking, you know, your kids are talking about them, they're playing giant shows, right? Like, yeah. it'll happen, and you'll be like, okay, do I like this or do I not like it? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I heard someone say, because I brought that up. Uh, okay, I what know. I do like is that little Yachty record. I do like that a that's lot. That's a good record, It's right? really Doing good. cool stuff. And by the way, Maybe that's a lot where of people saying they like it are because, are, are, are only taking the time to look at it this time around because... They're kind of looking for something. And normally right. they'd be so busy in their the the bands or whatever right, if they had yeah. been 20 years ago. But now they're like, I'm looking around. And you're looking for somebody That's to take enough. chances. Yeah. It certainly took chances. Right. It was like, hey, watch this. Right. And someone told me when I said the thing about, you know, someone will, there will be a new Nirvana, a new Strokes. A new, someone else will come along. Like, well, yeah, but maybe, maybe they have and it's MGK and you just don't like them. I think we can make the argument that. Not only has it been done no. before, but it's pretty obvious that yeah. it's not truly important. No, right? I agree. And that what it, not only is that stuff familiar, but it's not even like it's that old. It's not like it's that long ago familiar. It's not like they took something 30 years old and no. put a new twist on it. It's 
It's just, it's pop. And there's nothing wrong with pop. I happen to think there's a lot of pop that's better, like Miley Cyrus, for example. I think there's pop that's right. better. But it's pop, and that's different than a rock band. And you don't have to be an arena rock band or a metal band to be a rock and roll band. Right. Ro- rock and roll, you know it when you see it. It can be Lil Yachty. It can be, you know, there's right. yep. w- whatever it is. It's 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 got to be at least a little bit dangerous, I think. I agree with that. I don't that. know what the other uh, parts of that recipe are, but at least a little bit dangerous or a little bit, because I would say there are things that aren't dangerous that maybe, like, uh, you know, I like the, uh, I like some of that indie rock stuff. I really liked Death Cab for Cutie. Still do. Me too. Um, I don't know. Is that rock and roll? I think of it as rock yeah. and roll just because, you know, if, also if you're talking about, I guess everybody talks about it. You know what? Honestly, I, I can't, I can't come up with a good explanation for why I think Death Cab for Cutie is rock and roller than I, because I think it's good yeah. and uh, because I think it matters and I think it, you know. It mattered then, and it's an, it was an important part of the sound, and it was something unique. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's all part of it. But I do think that something else will come along. Absolutely. That will be, and it could be a rap artist. It could be a sure. rap artist. It could be it whatever. Could be. Where you go, holy shit. And someone's going to say, have you heard? You know, It'll probably be like a lot of the other records of the past singers where somebody says, have you seen this thing that's got like a billion views right, already? Yeah, yeah. Or, and that's how we'll find out about it. Like, eh, right. shit. And I think it'll also have to come from a scene. So those one-off records, they don't, if you go back and say, like, culturally, you know, what changed? Everything. And it's usually, you know, the British invasion, right? Like, you know, Liverpool, uh, Seattle, uh, you know, Detroit. Uh, You know, you can kind of, you know, uh, uh, Brooklyn. You can kind of go through there, you know, and see where, what's that scene? CBGBs, right? Like, there's these things that kind of create it. And so then it, there's more, talent, more talented bands that come out of there, and people want to be a part of it. And, you know, it becomes this epicenter, this hot center for rock and roll or music or whatever, you, you know, whatever like it is. Like with the Strokes or all those bands saying, right. we're just trying to be the Strokes. So we're right. open about it. Like, right. that's what we're going for. And put a the in their name, right. too. So, uh, but when you certainly see those cities become part of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, you know, that's what we'll really know. That's yeah. what we'll really know. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be, you know, it'll be like you know, uh, like Athens. You know, it doesn't. It's not a thing that hasn't happened. Right. You know, we know what it looks like. We know what Athens looked like when it happened. We know what Seattle looked like when it happened. We know what Liverpool looked like when it happened. We know what you know New York City looked like when it happened. You yeah. know, we know what Detroit looked like when it happened. It'll happen again, but it has to be, you know, something like that. That's what yeah. has to happen because then you get the people and the culture and the scene and you know, people wanting to be a part of it. And then it, it becomes not only a, a a a music or a song or an album, it becomes an actual zeitgeist. Yeah. Right? And it's like this is what's happening in Athens, Georgia. And if I if I told you now or 20 years before yeah. that Athens, Georgia was going to be the coolest rock and roll place in the world, you'd be like, fuck you. Right. But it was. Right. Right? So now it's like, where's that next place? I don't know where it is. We don't know. I, I had this discussion with a friend not too long ago about the something will come along, you know, and I was saying something will happen. And he was like, I don't know, you sure? And he showed me this article that was from like 2017, I think. I'm almost positive. Right. Talking about like when did, you know, basically alt-rock kind of hit this slump, if you want to call it that. Right. This wall. When did it stop, you know, and hit this break? And it, it was from 2017. And it was kind of talking about the history of alternative rock. And it went through grunge and all those things. And then it basically said, as I recall at least, that, you know, we'll see what's next. But he was pointing out, like, man, 2017 is a while ago. Yeah. And if you look back, when Nirvana got huge with Nevermind, which, because we're not going to count Bleach Rate, they got huge with Nevermind, you know, how many years had it been since there was something else? Well, I, I wasn't, I'm not old enough, but I do think that it's easy to look back with perspective and say, oh, you know, well, the last huge rock band that wasn't hair metal was, you know, Led Zeppelin or something. But right. look, you had the Smiths. You had, there were important bands. Well, sure. You had REM. You had REM. Whether you liked REM or not. You had bands doing stuff in the 80s that weren't just synth pop, you know, right, which, sure. which, which I happen to like, by the way. But it wasn't just that. There were bands that I think people still think matters. I mentioned uh, Jane's Addiction earlier. Maybe right. Jane's Addiction 
wasn't big enough for this guy for this argument. But he's he was just saying, well, I think this is the longest stretch we've gone. I I, I don't know. It has been. If you're saying that the, if that article, I, I'm almost positive it was from 2017, and I can't really think of anything in between then and now. You mentioned bands like Glass Animals, but again, I felt like yeah, we love them, and they're doing great now. Well, now yeah, they're and, the and, longest and they're number huge. one charting song ever. I think. Yeah, and totally deserve it, and totally great sure. guys. Uh, but it didn't feel like it was this boom. Here it is. The whole world's gonna embrace it at once, like no. it did with but, so many other things. I mean, we but just embraced it with, early. Yeah, we embraced it early, but they certainly did now. They did embrace it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Maybe that's the next thing. And maybe that's it too. Right? I mean, Soundgarden was putting out records out of Seattle before fucking Nevermind smashed it. I remember exactly. being at parties years before those records came out. You know. Or bars, you know, with I Wanna Fuck, Fuck, Fuck You, the big dumb sex song, and, you know, Bad Motor Finger. And those those things were happening beforehand, right? Yeah. So maybe you're just looking at it now, you know, if bands, you know, are looking at, like, what are we going to do, that Glass Animals is giving you a blueprint of how to make cool music and make it fucking popular, yeah. right? So yeah, maybe, you know, that's it. Yeah, I mean... You could, you could be right, and I think looking back, my memory could just be off. In my mind, I think, I know that the White Stripes had put out a couple songs already that several radio stations had at least played uh, quite a few times. They weren't a household name yet, but in my memory, when Seven Nation Army came out, it was like that was universally, almost overnight, becoming a giant alternative well, rock. Well, it changed. It changed. It changed, it changed everything again. Yep, it changed exactly. everything as much as Nirvana That's changed That's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it, when that happened, I just happened to be in radio when that happened. So yeah. in my mind, looking back, I feel like that radio was... Radio stations were all, including boom. us, playing Seether and mm-hmm. Nickelback. And like, I, like, we were at another point of like, well, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. The fuck? Uh, what? Right. Who do we play? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, this is important. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, there's more... Cool stuff coming out. It may not be as important, but it's cool. Yep. Right? And then there you were. And you had the strokes and the vines and the hives and, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, thank God. And, we don't have to play either. And also another thing about the 90, the late 90s, if you watch like that Woodstock documentary, uh, whatever the Woodstock was with Limp Bizkit, I don't know, maybe they were both of them in the 90s, but the one where they lit the whole place on fire. Yeah. They talk about, like, you know, those fans that were out there looking for rock and roll. If you look at the climate at the time, there was a lot of boy bands. There was Sugar Ray. You sure. know, stuff like that that was popular. Matchbox 20 and and uh, uh, Smash Mouth and yeah. all, all that shit that was getting a lot of times on alternative radio. Oh, of course it was. Uh, a lot of times. And everyone was just so happy that eventually rock and roll, even if everyone is still doing all right, it feels like eventually rock and roll has to say, we're not, you can't be doing that all well, right. Well, the kids you know? will get pissed. Right. They're you know, that's folks. it. It's always better when the kids get pissed. And so, you know, because that was, I mean, clearly, you know, that was the retaliation. Right. Whether you liked it or not, that, you know, the retaliation to Matchbox 20 was Limp Biscuit. Yes. Like, fuck and everyone this. In Bishop, I just want to I mean, break some shit. Matt Penfield was on their album talking right. about how great they were. The music guy. Well, of course. You know, the music snob who loves the Pixies and everything else. Uh, so at the, it's easy to go back and say, oh, no, it's all like revisionist that. history. But, but at the time, people were so desperate for something that wasn't yeah, sugar coated and sweet. Angry. They wanted to be angry. God. Well, what do you have to be angry about? I love they say that in the documentary. Right. Like, because you're young. Yeah, you're Nothing supposed makes to be any angry. Fucking sense, right? You're supposed <laughs> to be angry. And when you're looking for music that you want to go see that that inspires you, that motivates you to get out of the house to go buy a ticket and pay for beers, you, it needs to have some fucking edge. I'm sorry. Right. But, no, I agree. And, and that doesn't mean that you have to be rapping. Doesn't mean I, have and to be I think there's been great bands that have put stuff out, but we just mm-hmm. haven't seen you a know, big consensus right. on look at right. what everyone got behind. Yep, and this, this is, is the, it. This is the, the thing. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No. Uh now something else I was gonna ask you because okay. we started off talking about the uh you know, the your your party, your your Nick Wright moment. Oh, and yeah, yeah. you said Mumford and Sons. But and then you know, maybe this is a little depressing. Well, what? I've thought about this and I've thought about asking you this before. Well, so like I know I've told you that I'm 40 now, yeah. and I've always been scared of losing my job since I got this job. Okay, so 20 yeah. years, I've always been scared of it. But something did happen at 40. I'm like, fuck, if I get fired at 40, that's oh, yeah. like all those movies where they show these people who are you know middle-aged sure. and they're losing their job, and it didn't mean anything to me as a kid. And now I'm like, shit, you know, and as a kid, it's not... 
you don't necessarily have to believe that you have a bright future. You don't have to have someone telling you you're going to be fine your whole life, even if they haven't been telling you that, even if they're worried about you, which they kind of were about me. In my case, my family was like, I hope he's not living on the couch, you know, right, when sure. he's in his 30s. Uh, there was always in my mind this, like, I'll figure it out mentality. Right. It doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. I got time, if nothing else, to figure it out. I will figure it out. Somewhere around 40, you're like, oh, shit. If something happens now, will I figure it out? I don't know. Yeah. And I know I've talked about this, but the part where this might get a little depressing is when you look Are back. Are you about to fire at, me? No. When you look right. back at your job, yeah, at this job and your trajectory and starting, you know, so you've been in radio for a while yeah. and kind of gone from city to city and, you know, maybe done country here, rock here, urban here, sports here. Um, and then actually your your job before you came to do radio here was you were doing uh, school. You were teaching sure. broadcast school sure. in Detroit. So then you apply for the job and you get a job doing nights. But, right. but that's it. That was your job was just to do nights. Yeah. And, but things were going well doing nights. And you managed to, you know, show people around you, hey, I'm capable of more than this pretty quickly. Right. Like, hey, and I can help you with this. And so it didn't take long for people to recognize, hey, you know what? We should put him in some sort of a managerial role. Even if it's an assistant, we'll do this. And you were moving up pretty quickly. Right. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, they're like, hey, you know, we might need, we might need your help in some of these bigger cities where we're having problems. Sure. Like you became kind of the one of the go-to guys. Yeah, like, hey, if there the, was like a, a, a problem with a station, they would email me and say, like, listen to this station for a little bit and tell us what you think. Yeah. Yep, they wanted your ears. That sure. station had a boss. Might even have a boss that they liked. Yeah. But they were like, we need, let's have Laszlo take a listen. Yeah. And there were a couple of you. And some of those people that they put you up there with, there were people that you'd already known and looked up to for a while. Sure. Some of those names that won't mean anything to people listening, but mean something to me or you, you know. Right. And then the next thing you know, they're like, hey, you know, we might we might be interested. Like, would you consider moving to Seattle? We need sure. your help out there. And you're like, fuck yeah, you know, of course I'll do it. Right. And I'll never forget. So you moved out there. Uh, like seven or eight months or something before I did. And then you got me a job out there. And when I came out there, I'll never forget the first time, like seeing that office, seeing that building and seeing, you know, the, the building where we, where we were working was, was nice and fine and cool, but it was totally different in Seattle. You were downtown. It was in this high rise. It overlooked the water and the needle and all these things. The, the sales uh, floor, you know, the, just cubicles, all the windows looked like something out of a rom-com because the yeah. view was just a billion-dollar view. Yeah. And, and Lasso I had, the corner had this corner office <laughs> that was massive that massive. had windows going around on every side. It was huge. It looked like I overlooked Seattle. the secret of my su- success Yeah, it looked something. like if you walk in there, you're like, oh, this motherfucker. Right. And when you watch those movies about the young person and they, they go up there into the boss's office and like, one day I'm going to be like this. That was the office they put you in. Yeah, yeah. And they were sending people to you like, hey, you know, do you have time? to talk to this person that you know they got something you might want to hear because at that point by then too you'd established yourself as like you know it wasn't just the people at the company knew that you were the golden boy there were people that were like hey i've heard word around the street is this guy you know and people listen to what he has to say and he's he's got a lot of influence and i know people it 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 doesn't matter so at one point uh, cool story from that at one point eddie better uh called the CEO of our company, Odyssey, called him and said, he didn't know what was going on. He's like, hey, I don't know. I've been there for like maybe six months. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you did with the end, but I fucking listen all the time now. I love it. Yes. And then he called me and was like, Eddie Vedder just called me. And he, he didn't know who you were. has no idea. It's like our CEO's favorite right. band yeah. also. So that I was doesn't like, hurt. All right, good. Pretty sweet. Yeah, things were crazy there. I remember we did a, a segment back then called Smells Like Assimilation where I would sing a yeah, song great. that sounded like a... Uh, it was just a cover of Seattle band, something famous. And of course it was always some big, big band. And when I did Harvey Danger, I'll never forget the phone ring and it was Sean yeah. from Harvey oh, Danger. Oh, oh. And he's like, Hey, that was great, man. I'm yeah. so sick of singing that fucking song. <laughs> right. It's like, wow, this place is right. kind of crazy. Right, it is. But you got to a point where once you get to that point, there is a lot of, uh, you know, there's, a, there's bullshit that comes with, sure. with that. And also, uh, it's just politics, just like any office. Right. There's politics. And you were trying to do your on-air show while also doing this other thing. But you're also, and I will just say this, I'm not trying to blow smoke, because I, I think that you and I are alike in a lot of ways, and I think that we're really different in a lot of ways. One area where I think we're alike, maybe not totally, but but similarly, is that we're, we don't want to hurt people, and we certainly don't want to, like, 
It's not easy. It would it'd not be easy easy for either of us to fire someone. I know it's no, not I easy for it. lots of people, but some people sure make it look a lot easier. Right, sure. And, and they're better at compartmentalizing and knowing this is what's best. And I know a lot of people told you when you got to Seattle, hey, you should just start fresh. Fire everybody. These people will never trust you. And you were yeah. like, hey, man, let's give them a chance. Let's you know? give me a chance. And yeah, and, let, and just 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 see, maybe they'll like me. And of course, you had all these people talking shit behind your back who were right. loyal hard. to their old, you know, their old boss. Right, which, which I understood. Makes sense because I know I would probably feel the same way if someone sure. came in. But because of that, and a lot of other things, you just eventually got to the point where, you're like, man, I, I, this is not fun. Like this was, the, I got into this job because right. it was fun, and it was such a dream. And now I'm like stressed the fuck out, you know, constantly. Right. Is it too late for me to go back to to being on the radio and doing what I was doing before, you know, without right. all this other stuff? And but luckily we worked for a really good company and they were kind of like, huh? Like, well, are you, are I you mean, sure? but the part the part that you're leaving out there is that I don't know that I would have asked to go back, to come back here. I'm being honest. Yeah. If I wouldn't have had a kid. Right. I think the fact that I was stressed the fuck out. You just had a kid. It just had a kid. So I'm stressed at home. Yep. Right. I'm stressed at work, you know, and, you know, at that point, my wife is unhappy. Right. Right? I'm working with you. You're unhappy. Yeah. You know, I seem to be the only person who kind of likes it here. Yeah. Right? And so, and, you know, my parents live in South Florida. They're never going to see my fucking kid. Like, you know, so it's just like the whole world, you know, uh, is saying, fuck this. And I really kind of thought to myself, like, well, you know, like I'm not, you know, I did it. Yeah. I I, re, I mean, I so know that's some people say that, but my that... yeah, I was like, I did it. I chased it. Yeah. So when I took this job here, I said to myself, you know what? If if I get fired, so go back to coming back from teaching school. When I got this job here, I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it my way. I've tried listening to everybody throughout, and it really get me to teaching school, right? So if I get hired, I'm just going to do it my way. And if anybody tells they fire me, fuck them. I don't care because I don't really want to fucking do this, right? right? It really was like you hear those people playing with house money. Yeah. But like, because I didn't care. If you fire me, I really don't care. And so that gave me like, when I went on the air at night, a lot of freedom to just be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'll talk when I want. I'll play the songs I want. And fuck off. Yeah. And so that just kind of built from there. And so, you know, to me, but once that I said, I'll stop whenever, and we'll see how far I can take this. And I really thought Kansas City was the great litmus test because I've always had a sound of what a radio station should sound like, right? I thought you'd have personalities that are bigger than the music uh, because when the music gets shitty, you can still survive. Like, yeah. that's one little thing that I learned. Like, we go back and listen to, you know, those stations I talked about. They always had personalities who would be like, hey, you know, I love the music, and here's something about this band, and then they play the band. That's okay, but when the music sucks, what do you do? Right. Like, hey, here's something about Young Gravy. You're fucked. You're <laughs> right. fucked. Like, and that band, and people still haven't really understood that, right? So I thought you got to have personalities who are as big as the music, right? If not bigger. So they got to transcend. You got to bring in people who wouldn't, who would say, I don't like the music you guys play, but I listen to you. Yeah. That's the way you can survive through that. So that was one of my thoughts. The other thought was they said, hey, you'll never make it in Kansas City. It's the Midwest. You'll never make it if you don't play three doors down and shit like that. I'm like, man, I don't fucking believe it. I really don't believe it. Like, I don't. I see this city. There are fucking cool people here. I don't want to fucking hear that. Yeah. Maybe it's just because that's all we've given them. Yeah. Like, wow, well, those songs test through the roof. I'm like, yeah, but it's how we played for them. Right. Right? Like, I don't know that to be true. Yeah. So let's try it. So it was the music uh, and, and, and what you were saying. You can't say that either. <coughs> you know, course, that won't yeah. work either. Yeah. Wrong uh, music, wrong will. attitude. And so, uh, so that was my thing. Well, like, let's just run it and see what happens. And if they fire me, let's go back to teaching school. What do I care? Yeah. So once it worked here, and then I made it all the way to Seattle in that corner office, it was kind of like, well, I don't have to chase it anymore. It was pretty fast. Yeah. At the time, it didn't seem nearly as fast. One, I was younger, but two, you're in the midst of it, so it you know, never seems as, uh, as quick as it does when you're looking back on it. Right. But, I mean, you know, if you think about it, like basically in 2003 – you start doing afternoons, and then by 2006, you're in Seattle. Yeah. Which that's, to me, you know, because if you say 2020 now to me, that sounds real recent. Right, yeah, real, yeah, Real yeah. recent. But at the time, that was enough that you'd already... So what really yourself. happened for me, which made me happy about it, was, you know, all right, so now I have a kid. Yeah, you know, I I did it. I It was kind of like I felt comfortable enough to tell them... I. 
I showed you I don't want to do it mm-hmm. anymore, you know? And I know, and this isn't blowing smoke on my own ass, but, you know, people be like, oh, you came back here, you know, humbled. You got your ass kicked in Seattle. That's not true. We won there. Yeah. You know, we did really well there. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the, the country, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't have to get into it. I didn't like it. Your but, ex didn't like it. We were miserable, both of us. I was willing to I say, thought, hey, I, I chased it. I got it. there. The idea that I have with a radio station has now worked in Kansas City. Yeah. And think about this. To me, the, the sound that I have, has now worked in Kansas City and Seattle. Yep. Very different places. Yeah. So I know it can work. I'm looking out this office. I know. You know what, man? I want to go back home, which is Kansas City for me. I want to go back home and raise my kid and yeah. focus on being a dad. Yeah. And so I told him I was done programming. I didn't want to program. I just come home. And yeah. it was a great decision. I don't feel like I missed anything. And they said... Like, are you sure this is mm-hmm. what you want to do? Yeah. Yes, please. And I'd just like to be on the air. And by the way, when you got back, when we got uh-huh. back, that lasted maybe three months. Yeah, and then they said you And they're like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and need you to run things again, too. Fair and I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, so, but, you know, that that eventually. They right, said, that like, ended, okay, too. Yeah, We're going to need to stop doing that. Maybe we don't need you. Actually, actually please, please right. stop doing that. But uh, it was... It, it shouldn't matter so much. You told me before we left Seattle, hey, you know, no one's ever going to believe that we won here. No. And uh, if if you sit there and argue with them about it, they're just probably going to believe you less. So you got to know that this is going to be the perception if we go back. Right. And I was like, I don't care. Right. That's fine with me. Tell them we right. got our Until ass kicked. Until you get home and then right. they say you got your ass kicked. You're like, no, we didn't. And you're like, like yeah. wait, hey, but actually, right. you know. But there's no way for people to know. You know, there's well. not like a scoreboard. Yeah. You know, the only people who know are us yeah. and the people that we worked with. And the company. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. That's the only and, people. Uh, yeah. So I guess you answered all my questions there about, uh, you know, not not just, it wasn't supposed to be about radio as much as it is just, you know, getting older, having a career. And, and, yeah, my and uh, priorities change. Yeah. You know, I want to have more time to hang out with my kids. I like... You know, uh, when I was in Seattle, you know, I Jesus Christ, you know that. Like, I was getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to fucking jump on a bus to be at a meeting at 6.45 and staying till 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. Like, yeah. it was long, you know, and uh, I liked it. But once I had a kid, I was like, do you want to do this forever? Is that what you want? Like, you know, my dad worked all the time. I, I love my dad. He was great, but he was busy, you yeah. know, and he worked a lot. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I don't, there's a chance that it, I can parlay all of the, this is going to sound, it's not humble, but uh, all the success that I somehow stumbled upon into working less hours and being with him. Right. If I can pull that off, if I can go to the CEO and figure out a way to work less hours and be with my kids, well, that's the victory now. Yeah. That's the victory. And that's how I saw it. Like, you already know this works. Yeah. Fuck them. And, I, you know, in my heart of hearts, I believe it. If, if, if somebody were to say, here's the keys, here's the radio station, you t- I don't give a fuck where you put it. I really don't. I, like, I have enough data points, I believe now. And I know people are going to say, you cocky, but I believe it. You know, put me in New York City, which they talked about at one point not too long ago. Put me there. I, it'll work. I promise you it'll work. Yeah. You know, of all that stuff, like... I don't know about right now, because I'm like, fuck, do I play right. Miley Cyrus? Exactly. What are we I mean, playing? I also happen to be doing it, you know, the times that I, mean, I have done, I've been pretty good times. I programmed yeah. during the grunge era. I programmed, you know. Yeah. So maybe maybe I helped bring that in, or maybe I just got lucky for being there, you know, right place, right time. The the, the coming back with your tail between your legs sort of thing, yeah. uh, you know, they were right. Like, there is something to that, and you, you don't have time to stop, and, and you don't... You don't you feel lame if you do take the time to and be like, well, no, wait, actually. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got you to gotta deal with that. And that does kind of suck. But honestly, and this wasn't even me. This was you. I was mad for you. I was mad. I don't know. I, I just, I, maybe I felt bad for you. But, you know, those people that you said when you got there, everyone told you to fire these people and you said don't. Yeah. And then a lot of those people you ended up fighting for. Yeah. And they never knew. Never. That you fought for to them. To this day, they still don't. They still don't. Does that bother you? Like, the fact that those people, in their minds, looking back, probably think, you didn't you care know, about them, you wanted them gone as soon as you got there, it just took you a while to get the job done or whatever. You know right. what I mean? There was a couple people in particular. Yeah. That I'm thinking of. Yeah. No, you know, um, 
I think a lesson learned, maybe. You know, I, I learned to read the room a little bit better. I, I look at it like those people that I fought for that they wanted me to fire from day one, and then those people ended up, you know, bef- you know, fucking me over, I guess, for lack of a better term. They, uh, they remind me of the girl that I tried to save from getting beat up in the parking lot in Norfolk, Virginia, by her boyfriend. Yeah. It's the same shit. Like, yeah. that's just how people are. Yep. Right? Like, that guy was hitting his girlfriend. I stopped him. I got into a fight with him to help her, and then she hit me over the head with a champagne bottle. And I, when I look at those sequence of events, I just say, yeah. hey, man, that's the adult version of the same shit. You got, you know, these motherfuckers are in a fight. You step in and fucking be like, hey, leave these kids alone, and then these fucking guys hit you with a champagne bottle. It's the same shit. Yeah. Certainly if you had it to do over again. Yeah. That that part maybe yeah may, maybe they were right about I don't know that part right. kills me I every now and then that crosses my mind there's a uh-huh. couple people in particular that I just think man and I don't even know by the way I assume that if you were to find them now they wouldn't have anything good to say oh about no us. for sure but I don't I don't know that for sure but uh, it's just like ah, you know part of me wishes that I could yeah they wouldn't believe it a, anyway they wouldn't believe it they wouldn't believe it you know it was like they it doesn't matter Mm-mm. somehow my friend. Yeah. We're still employed at this point. Yeah, right? Knock on wood. We do this extra podcast, which the right. the idea there, too, is, uh, you know, maybe work a little bit more than you used to. You know, maybe just uh, do a little something extra, a little something, uh, you know, we, we have our weekly radio show that we do. Sure. Give yourself the opportunity to talk about whatever the fuck you want. However maybe, long you want. However long you want. Maybe have somebody on the air, whatever, right. and uh, kind of do it on your own terms and, and get that going, which is exactly what this is. Right, and maybe we can, you know, again, you know, uh, showing my sports gambling addiction, maybe we can parlay this into something else. Like, right. I don't know what's next, right. you know? If the company does say, like, you know what, we don't need it. Yeah. You guys work. I assume that's going to happen at some so, point. Like, no matter what your job is, I always tell my kids, you know, they play sports. It's like, eventually they're going to take your jersey. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, you know, uh, you know, eventually they take Tom Brady's jersey, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he probably could have played another. But eventually somebody tell him you can't play anymore. Yeah. Uh, and that happens to some kids in the fifth grade. And it happens to, you know, if they're baseball player, it happens to some kids in the ninth grade, some kids before you go to college, and then, you know, minor leagues, major leagues, sooner or later they tell you you can't fucking give me your jersey. And I'm not naive enough to think that this place and this business at some point won't say, give me a fucking jersey. Yeah. And when that happens, you know, I, I got to have a different game. Yeah. And so hopefully this is that game. Yep. And that's why we've got a Twitch that we would love for you to, which yeah. we, we do if you uh, use Twitch at all. If you've never used Twitch before, it's as easy as going to twitch.tv slash Church of Lazo or downloading the app and look for Church of Lazo right. and follow us. We do record but Go to Lazo.church, right? Yeah, go to Lazo.church. That's our website. All of our links are there. And uh, if you go to our Twitch channel throughout the week, Monday through Friday, you can watch. We kind of turn that thing on somewhere around 2 o'clock Central Standard and just let it and roll. And hey, real quick, I think you know one day maybe... Uh, my kids will go back and listen to this. Who knows? But this stuff lives forever. So I want to tell them that, yes, I did have a corner office making more money yes. overlooking the city. He did. And I did come back because of you. And by the way, that decision, I make 100 out of 100 times again. Yeah. No question, no regrets, nothing. I make that decision every time. Given that decision today, I make it again. I there is no doubt about that. So I can vouch. You know, I want to say that. It, it, yeah. Who knows? You know, yeah. forty years from now, maybe they'll be like, "Oh, we should go." And I don't want them to be like, "Oh man, he came home for us." I didn't come home for you. I came home for us, me and you. Man, what a weird thing! Imagine if our dads did did podcasts. Right, yeah, and, and right. And we had all that now. You could go online, and there were hours right. and hours and hours of audio. Could you imagine? I guess Unbelievable, we, right? We probably would have spent a lot of late nights going back and I'm listening listen to that. We would have learned a lot about crazy. them. So it's not, They're going to learn a lot about me, too. Yeah, it's not crazy. Not everything I say is true. Yeah, <laughs> not all of But it. that last part was, I promise you. Absolutely. I'll vouch for it. So, yes, go to our website, lazo.church, and then... Uh, Go on Twitch and and, and watch us because uh, it's not just on the with the the whole show. We just kind of leave the cameras and the mics right. rolling uh, while we're on and off the air throughout the week. Then on the weekends, we usually give you a heads up and say, "Hey, we're about to do the podcast." Right, I was late today it. because I was coaching basketball. Yeah, so I also had basketball, uh, snow cones with bond pops. But we so, won our game. I, yeah, you you won 
zero right, games. So we, we played a preseason, remember I told you, and we won games then. And then we had a regular, regular season. season. We lost them all. All games. And then we just had our first game of the tournament, and we won. So Ooh, they, let you, they let you in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets to play in the tournament. Yeah. you got to play like the best team. We won. Oh, so is that how they do it? Like you knock out? Like was yeah. a team that you played pretty good? Yeah. They'd won a bunch of regular season games? I think they won. They certainly won more than us. Yeah, okay. So they matched us well, up. Congrats. I don't know if they put us against the best team, you yeah. know. But, but you certainly. live to fight another week. So you fight again next week? Yeah, we play again next week. If we uh, do that, right. then we get in the championship. Way to go, Chacho. Yeah. Um, yeah, so go to our website, Lazo.Church. Um, follow us on social media, please. Our links are on the website, and yeah. that does help us if you just follow us on social media. Uh, and then I mentioned Twitch ad nauseum. Thanks to our sponsor, Right, uh, Mitra, which um, Mitra yeah. Nine, which if you just go to Mitra, it's M I T. Which, by the way, you know, not to even get back into that real quick. I know you're about to wrap this up, but you know, for the second part of that, when these contracts were up the last time, we could have gone somewhere. Yes, we could have, and 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 again, it's the same exact. Thing. It looks like we couldn't. Yeah, that's true. But we could. We're dealing with it again. I got another kid. Right. Right? I don't want to go anywhere. So they, yeah. we, we saw it. Plan, like, hey, do you want to go chase this again? Yeah. And we were both like. We thought about it. Yeah, we, we thought we about it. We didn't think about it, but I was like. We kicked know, it around quite a while. Your youngest and, and also. But it was funny because I was like, well, I got a kid, man. I want to stay here for him. But you are. I don't want to go anywhere. Are you, are you, me talking to you when that came, when that opportunity came up, you were like. I'll do it. Yeah. That was I mean, it. Yeah. But I didn't hear you be like, dude. We gotta do Let's it. Let's go fucking win. Yeah. That wasn't it. You were like, I kind of like it here. Yeah, right. Whatever. If, if they if they were like, hey, this is the job, and you you know what I mean, and right. you better take it because I, there's going to pay you twice well, as the, much. But whatever. it's the only job you got. Right. But we just then I, then my attitude is let's fucking kill it. Well, if it was the only job I have, then I'd be like, kids, look, man, I make decisions <laughs> for you, but right, you got to eat. So you know right. what I mean. I'll be gone. But there's ways that we try to, but you know, nah, same yeah. thing again. Like, yeah. nah, we're good. And so you know, I like it here. Eventually. I, I, not only will they tell us to hang up the jersey here, but those other uh, teams will say, "Yeah, we we're not interested in you either." By the way, that'll yeah. happen. But uh, for right hasn't now, happened yet. Hasn't happened yet, and and it's only because of you. So we appreciate everything you can do. And right. um, oh, and we have Discord too. You can talk to us on there. But if you want to reach out to us, if you want to reach out to Lazlo, the best way is usually Twitter. Yeah, he checks his messages on there. If you want to reach out to me, go to my Instagram. It's uh, Slimfast965. And uh, you can also just, of course, message us on the Church of Lazlo accounts uh, at Church of Lazlo on Instagram, Twitter, all that. We see all those. Um, yeah. I know I respond to everything. Lazlo responds to everything, even if it takes a minute. Yeah. And uh, Mitra. Mitra, uh, it's uh, M-I-T-R-A-9.com, and the promo code is problematic. There you go. You use that promo code, then they know that, right, that you listen to us. That you listen to us. You get, plus, they and give you like, like a you pretty good discount. Right. Is it 20%, yeah, I think? It's pretty yeah, good. it's a substantial discount. Problematic. Right, yeah. And go, you can, as we said always, you can just go to Lazo.Church, and all the links are there. Yep, that's all it. Right. Really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.